This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The radius in the case of a 16-inch tank is 8 inches. So the calculation is pi times the radius times the radius. 3.14 times 8 times 8, and you get 201 square inches. That's Jeff Hill with the Robert B. Hill Company in Minneapolis with a portion of his webinar on how to size media tanks to ensure optimum performance. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you can believe it, this is podcast number 100. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you've been listening to our podcasts for a while, well, thank you for your support. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be sure to share a link and help others find WQA Radio. In this episode, we'll hear an excerpt from Jeff Hill's webinar presented as part of the WQA Essentials webinar series back in August. Jeff is joined by Susan Keaton of the WQA Marketing and Communications Department as he talks about the math and science of flow, pressure, and volume and how they affect the water treatment equipment you install. Later, we'll have a regulatory update and I'll have our WQA tip. Now, on to Jeff Hill's presentation on WQA Radio. What determines, I'll throw this at Susan, what do you think determines the water pressure in your town? Um, I'm going to guess it has something to do with the water tank, the storage system. Good job. Elevated storage. We don't put towers up because real estate is expensive or because we want the warm summer breezes to preheat our water. We do it because it provides the pressure. Now, at my home, um, the water is 230 feet above my house. I live in a little bit of valley on a creek, and the water tower is a couple of miles away. But, but I have 230 feet of water column. And in municipal operations and in pumping, a lot of times they talk in terms of feet of water column, but we're not, um, we're more comfortable with pounds per square inch. So what's the conversion? One of the things I'd like you to take away from this seminar is once you decide what the unit is, if we're talking pressure, you can express it in any other unit of pressure, but you can't jump from pressure to flow. Anyway, pressure units are feet of wa head water columns expressed formally, 230 feet water column, and the conversion is 2.3 feet per pound. And the, the understanding I want you to have on that is every 2.3 feet of water standing in a pipe or something provides one PSI. So the conversion is 100 PSI. And at my home, it varies with water use and things. I've never seen 100 PSI, but I'll tell you, I've got a big gauge near the ceiling in my basement, which is right about ground level. And it's dead on 99 in the winter when not too many people are using water. One of the little stories that physics teachers like to uh, catch their kids with is this dude on the left here is balancing a one inch column of water that's also 230 feet tall. And how much pressure is the bottom of that pipe versus the water column, uh, the water tower? The main in the water tower, by the way, is 16 inch diameter. 
So if, uh, if this well-artistically artic drawn individual on the left side is trying to hold the pressure back, is he going to have more trouble holding the pressure back on the, on the small pipe or on the big pipe? And the, should I ask Susan that? No, I'm not going to do that. The answer is it's the same. It's 230 feet of pressure. So if there's a quarter inch hole in that three-quarter pipe, he can hold that water back. But it's just as easy to hold back that 16-inch column of water. All right, Susan, what's the definition of flow? Oh, no. <laughs> they catch you're you much surprise on that one? You're going to have to tell me, Jeff. Okay, I'm trying to think of, you know, most of the, now you came up with that one about hair, and I, I but it's so important <laughs> to stay away from anything that's sexist these days. I could get in trouble, but I can't think of one in this situation anyway. Well, uh, flow is a concept that everybody on this call has got a, got a pretty good feel about. But it's got two concepts of units that we've talked about. The first is volume. There's a certain amount of water. And the second is time. How long does it take for that volume of water to move out and the next one to move in? Now, the flow that we see here, um, a little more than 100 gallons a minute, probably. Uh, and I've specifically taken the effort to write gallons over minute because I'll be using that type of terminology going forward, but we're all familiar with the, the abbreviation 100 gallons per minute. And that means, uh, just, to be, uh, just to beat this dead horse, that means 100 gallons of water will pass any given spot in one minute of time. Let's talk about area. Can I hit you with this one, Susan? What's oh, the definition of area? Well, that would be the amount of space that something takes up, right? The width no. by the... Try again, not space. Try for another word. <laughs> I didn't really tell her. I put her on the spot. The, like width, by the, the width by the height. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's, the key there is it's two-dimensional. There is no depth, and that's why the word space is ruled out. It's another, again, it's a quantity. We're measuring something. But it's a shape. Uh, it can be a plane. It can be a trapezoid. It can be a triangle. It can be a circle. And for us, it's the rest of the day, it's going to be a circle. This is what we're all about in water treatment. We have cylinders, and we have to measure that cross-sectional area. And how do we measure that? Most of us will remember the, the formula for the area of a circle, pi r squared. And this little drawing is kind of neat in that respect, that uh, the formula pi r squared uses the radius. And so let's take an example where we draw a square. And that gradient area, we take the radius and we figure the area. So it's um, r times r, or r squared. And the neat thing about this is pi is a constant that we use a number of places in mathematics, particularly with circles. Excuse me for a minute. <clears throat> Thanks. Um, and it's uh, about 3, 3.14. And you can see nicely in this graphic that multiplying that gray area, multiplying r squared by 3, gives you about triple the amount of area. And you can see that the area of that circle is about triple about what the radius squared is. Let's just go through one. 16-inch diameter water softener. Let's take an example of figuring out that cross-sectional area. Well, pi is 3.14. I'm sure some of you on this call prefer to use 3.14159. I don't think there's anyone in the water conditioning industry that likes to go farther than that. The radius in the case of a 16-inch tank is 8 inches. So the calculation is pi times the radius times the radius. 3.14 times 8 times 8, and you get 201 square inches. 
Well, in our industry, we like to talk square feet. It's much more practical. So let's convert square inches to square feet. And you can't just do it with one unit of 12. Remember, we've got two measurements of the radius. So there's two measurements of inches. So in order to convert to feet, we have to divide by 12 twice. And the first time gives us 17. The second time gives us 1.4. And that's the answer. A bed area of our 16-inch tank is 1.4 square feet. Here's a list of the typical tanks that we use in our industry, familiar to most people. And here's the bed areas associated with each one of those. This is a chart. And I went to my dad once and asked for help on a design. And he gave me a dirty look and said, you don't have those memorized? So I kind of chuckle about that. And I really do. I know most of these and I would recommend it. But I'm going to, as we go through this presentation, more recommending the way you get to the answer than, than knowing all these answers. Now, here's why bed area is so important. You can't look at a seven and eight inch tank or think about designing a, uh, a system with a 10 versus a 12 inch tank and have a concept from those numbers of how big it is. Because when you go from one to the next, seven to eight to nine, as you go up the chart here, you're adding up an inch around the outside of that vessel, all the way around the outside. So the, the differences can be very dramatic. You see here, just going from a seven to an eight inch tank, you have a 31% increase in the size of that vessel. So that's gonna be a 31% increase in the flow it's capable of, in the resin you have to put in the tank, and the results you're gonna get. So um, I guess enough said here, but uh, there's some big steps in there and this, you can't memorize them. You have to do the math. Look at a 24 inch tank and a 30 inch tank. There's no tanks that we can purchase on the market in between those two, so we're often deciding which side to use. And there's a 56% increase. It's half again bigger when you go to a 30-inch uh, tank from a 24-inch tank. That was Jeff Hill of the Robert B. Hill Company with a portion of his webinar on sizing media tanks to ensure proper performance. One of our series of WQA Essentials webinars. You can watch the entire webinar replay by going to wqa.org webinars. We offer it free to core and premier members and e-members receive a discount off the non-member rate. And again, that's wqa.org webinars for that webinar and any of the webinars that we have presented. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQE's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. On March 5th and 6th of 2019, I invite you to join your fellow WQA members to participate in the Water Resources Congressional Conference in Washington, D.C. as part of WQA's D.C. Fly-In. We'll be partnering with the National Groundwater Association and the Irrigation Association for the third year to host this event. Taking advantage of being on Capitol Hill, opening a dialogue, or continuing a relationship with congressional members allows the industry to have a voice and create sound policy. Legislation impacts the water treatment and filtration technologies in how they're communicated, installed, operated, and paid for. We plan the DC fly-in to give you an opportunity to meet with the senators and representatives' offices to make an in-person connection and speak on behalf of your own business and the overall industry. 
Registration is open until Friday, February 16th, and you can register online by visiting wqa.org and going to the Government Affairs tab found under Programs and Services on WQA's homepage. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. This week's WQA tip, registration for the 2019 WQA Convention and Exposition in Las Vegas is open, and you can save now with advanced pricing when you register now. Go to wqa.org convention to sign up and book your hotel room. The theme for the convention is solutions, and we'll have the water treatment solutions you need. So join us in Las Vegas, April 23rd through the 25th, 2019, and plan to stay for our second annual WQA Business Boot Camp on April 26th. That's wqa.org slash convention. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.